You ready? No, but let's do it. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to Columboys, the podcast all about the rumpled, leather-bound, wood-paneled, crushed velvet, deep shag, cigar-exploding, wide-brimmed, cattle-rustling, horticultural, dilettante, warp-speed, tweed, stainless steel, methodical, sizzling, perfumed, oak-barreled, lame-duck, whiz-bang, hardcover, digitized, twangy, reciprocal, extremely sweaty, point-and-shoot, spit-polished, seaworthy, futuristic, hypnotic, glamorous somewhat racist, clandestine, <laughs> deadly, mellifluous, amphibious, made-for-TV, historical, urbane, <laughs> doilied, creamy, flashy, gestalt, charming, phony, holographic, seductive, deceptive, occasionally rampantly misogynistic, glossy, treacherous, socially distancing, soporific, fraternal, gritty, litigious, inexplicably simian, suspenseful, lugubrious, oddly accented, seedy, befuddling, detailed, funereal, symphonic, and murderous world of Lieutenant Columbo. I'm Mac, and joining me once again, if you can believe it, it's Ben. Welcome, Ben. Hey, Mac. Long time no talk. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> let, let's, we, we should lay a little, a little uh, foundation for this. So, if you are a Columboys fan from way back, you may have noticed that uh, there is an episode 49 and there is an episode 51, but there is no coverage of episode, the 50th episode of Columbo, Murder, A Self-Portrait. Mm -hmm. um, now, this is because Ben and I actually did record an episode um, mm -hmm. in person. This was um, after I had already moved uh, to Chicago and Ben was visiting, and we went into the studio and we recorded an episode in person, um, the only one that we've recorded in person since uh, since I moved. And uh, yep. it was nice. We had a special guest and everything. We're recording in a wonderful, expensive studio that I absolutely did not know how to use properly, and so my <laughs> mic is completely inaudible. You cannot hear what I am saying. Um, so... Ghost Mac, basically. Yes, yes. You can basically, it sounds like which, I'm yelling down a hallway, which is yeah. not, it's which, not as great. It turns did, out, it's not good podcasting. It's kind no. of important. Did you go back and you listen to lot. the audio? You, you kind of, uh, it, it's kind of important to be able to hear you because we actually talk yeah. a lot. And um, as it turns out, yeah, <laughs> you just, it's just not much you can I do. I recorded yeah. the wrong mic, unfortunately. It was a multi-mic studio and I just put, Plus record on the wrong microphone, and so I ruined it. And I apologize for that, and I thought, hey, maybe I can restore this audio and uh, get it up, and, and that fell by the wayside because it's, I mean, it's unrecoverable. So, uh, <laughs> it's not you know, great. maybe, maybe <laughs> I, you know, maybe uh, ILM or, or, you know, Skywalker Sound can take it and do something with it. But um, since I don't have those resources, uh, we're just going to have to record it again and so here we are. Yep. And it's what? I don't know, four years later? Something like four that? Four yeah, after that, because that was that was actually that was uh twenty twenty. It was right before Was, was it twenty twenty? Okay. Yeah, it was right before it was right before lockdown. It was right before I because I, I looked at the um I still have my original uh uh Oh your your notes. file sets. Yeah, 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 my, yeah. my and um the uh, the notes, the intro that I wrote, uh, I have the date on it, January 8th, 2020. So, 
Oh, that yeah. was before, uh-huh. before I started my new job. That was right before lockdown. It was before a lot of things happened. I wasn't married at that time. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot has changed since then. Um, and even from the last time we uh, uploaded an episode, which was March 14th of 2021. So it's been two yeah. years since then. And, and uh, I want to say uh, thank you to everyone who is still downloading, still discovering the podcast two years after we stopped doing it. Um, thank you um, for for the numerous, uh, numerous uh, n- kind messages and people recommending us to friends. Um, it, it means a lot and it's very nice to hear. You do a lot of this in a vacuum and so just kind of send it out. I feel like I'm talking way too much. Ben, you say something now. Oh, I mean, I just I wanted to let you uh, finish your thought, honestly, because (laughs) I just uh, I mean, honestly, it's it's I'm I was so thrilled to see Columbo return to streaming and become accessible again. And I think I don't at some point it was like free uh, with ads on Peacock and it may still be that way. Um, certainly it's in Peacock's category and it may be accessible in other places, but just, um, I know that when we started watching this, it was a massive frustration for me because (laughs) I I (laughs) didn't have any, any vehicle to say, Hey, you can totally see this and see all the incredible detail in, in these, you know, what are basically films and, and just the amazing costuming and all the work in it and, and the lovely stuff that we would not have been able to see you know, on like a standard definition television or anything like that and, and that we got to see. And I'm just really thrilled to know that people have access to that again and to know that uh, we weren't the only ones to find comfort in the show. And uh, and so I'm really thrilled that folks came back and are enjoying listen listening to us uh, bullshit our way through this series. Because uh, that's definitely what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it was nice to come back uh, for one more. And and this, if we're going to come back and do one, I feel like this is a great one because it's so um, discussion. There, there's so much discussion to be had about this one. It, it, is, a, it is a real, real... Uh, there's a lot going on in this episode. They took and, some uh, real swings, they took, my man. They took some, some swings. Hard swings. Hard yeah, they swings. did. And they connected maybe one or two times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I I'll say that there's there's more that I think worked for me than than I expected, uh, yeah. for sure. Like especially coming back to it and refreshing myself. I'm like, no, okay, I see. And then there's other stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, that's worse the second time around. That's not better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let me so let me finish my normal intro and then we'll get into the actual episode. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted well, to jump isn't out your ahead normal and intro? say, no, this is not normally how it goes. <laughs> um, so this episode, we're taking a look at season nine, episode one, "Murder: A Self Portrait." This episode, a polyamorous painter perpetrates pain against his previous paramorial partner as punishment for perceived provocation. I'm really testing the limits of my pop guard. You're really Starring pushing that. in this episode as the murderous Max Barsini is Belgian actor Patrick uh, Bo- Bochow. 
I'm going to mispronounce a lot of names. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bashao has appeared in numerous films and television shows, including Mega Shark vs. Colossus and Glenn oh. the Flying Robot. Um, <laughs> appearing as the victim is uh, Fionella Flanagan, who appeared on Star Trek The Next Generation as Data's mom. That's not the only thing she's done. That's just the only thing I know about. This episode... <laughs> she was also in Waking Ned Divine. Um, there's an older series from the 70s that I think she was in like 22 episodes of, so I assume that's kind of one of the things that led to her being in Columbo. Just a oh, guess. I'm, yes. I mean, I'm sure she has a full life outside of that one episode of Star Trek that I recognize her from, um, but uh, I am... Me uh, yeah, she she so. has another episode of Star Trek uh, in uh, Deep Space Nine. So wonderful. Uh, this episode... <laughs> I figured that was relevant, right? You, it I, is. I knew that sure. you would care about the Star Trek. I appreciate I appreciate you doing your research as well. Uh, I'm just this looking episode out for you. also marks the third appearance of Shira Denise, uh, the real life wife of Lieutenant Columbo himself, mm -hmm. Peter Falk, and uh, the director of this episode, James Frawley, was also the director of the Muppet movie. And uh, he directed more than half of the episodes of The Monkees, the television series, and two of which were nominated for Emmys. I did not realize The Monkees was an Emmy-nominated television show when I started yep. looking into that, but apparently it is. Monkees rule. <laughs> monkeys are, the Monkees yeah. are all right. I, you know, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that I think I'd aged uh, better uh, than a lot of things of that period. Um. This, this has not aged well. Returning once again for the last time <laughs> is veteran Columbo bit player Vito Scotty. Scotty appeared in six episodes of Columbo playing small but memorable roles. These include a stuffy maitre d' in Any Port in the Storm, a lovable trank, tramp, trank, tramp, trap, in <clears throat> Negative Reaction, and an extremely patient menswear store manager in Candidate for Crime. Mm -hmm. uh, this episode uh, really makes him stretch. He he's he's uh, playing a character named Vito, uh -huh. the manager of a fall failing Italian restaurant. Vito. Uh -huh. Yep. Uh, Vito Scotti passed away in 1996, but he will be remembered for his wonderful and char charismatic characters for a long time. Yeah, yeah um, he really. <laughs> He really puts the stereo, an Italian stereotype, in this one. In this one, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a, he mean, lays it, it on it, real thick. I mean, he's still it, fun to watch. It's just he's like, absolutely whoo. wonderful. The, he's charming yeah. every time he appears on screen. Never, he really never is. done a bad performance, Vito Scotti. No, he's he's amazing and he's great in it. It's just one of those things <laughs> of like, uh, I can't I can't repeat what he says because that would be real offensive. For me to say it. <laughs> well, you, you certainly shouldn't do it in the accent. No, I, that's what uh, I mean, is, is I can't do that, <laughs> and I'm not going to try. Uh, but yeah, no, um, he's great. He's a blast. He's amazing. This. He's fantastic, um, and, uh, and, and always good, turns in a wonderful performance here. Uh, so this episode uh, absolutely uh, hates women for roughly 80% of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And that's, yeah. that's Barsini, right? So, I mean, right. uh, you know, the, the, right. It's, it's, you already covered the, the basics of it, but yeah, it's just, um, it's called murder self-portrait. It could also be called Columbo meets a polycule, you know, yes. uh, cause that's basically what it is. And in fact, they right. really ham it up when he's like, there are three women here and you're all with the same guy and you're all right next to each other and somehow this all works and it's like well actually um it doesn't work because of max because he's kind of right. this you know huge ass and he's 
controlling and manipulating and kind of shitty to all of them. And and every single woman is like legitimately kind of trying to make the thing work. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it's He's such pa- a... He is Picasso. Like this is essentially yeah. Columbo versus Picasso. Picasso, uh, right. And, and he is... He, yeah, he's just, just. He's yeah, a, I mean, you're he's right. A terrible he's just guy. He's so awful to these women. Yeah. And and I think the the script does isn't artful enough in highlighting how most of the strife is Max's problem. I mean, we know that because we we're like we're outside of the situation. Right. I don't. And and having seen the episode previously, we know kind of how it how it transpires. But I don't. I think there's too much played into. And it's not the fault of the actors; it's the fault of the script um, that sure. they don't—they don't really highlight enough that like they—they would get together, but Max is sort of subtly undermining them and like turning them against each other. That's right. definitely there. I just don't think it's played enough. I think it—it it, the early parts read more like, oh, this guy and all of these crazy women around him. Also, he's terrible. <laughs> right. Yeah. It definitely it codes a little more. Yeah, uh, uh, as a show, it codes more misogynistic than I think it intended to be, because um, yeah. it definitely it definitely presents him as a selfish, boorish ass, you know, yes. who like who trucks on his his talent and is just a colossal prick to people. Like the whole fact, there's that whole bit where he is first in uh, Vito's bar, right? Right. Yeah. Where. The guy is talking to Vito like, oh, my God, that's that famous painter. And Vito is like, dude, he will beat the shit out of you if you try to talk to him. (laughs) The idea that someone, you know, is that talented and that adored for their work and then is just an unholy asshole to people for wanting to appreciate your shit is just like such a clear, you know, like illustration of this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think one thing that is really good about the script is that at no point does it ever make Max seem even slightly sympathetic. No. Um, Like, even when he is, like, surrounded, sort of being the calm one where where in a situation where everyone else is, like, angry, it's very clear that he's calm because he's in control and 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 yes that the 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 turmoil around him is intentional. Right. And like he's very very much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, well. It, it's a reasonable way to to illustrate kind of how he uh, dominates basically all the relationships in his life, yeah. and just kind of does whatever. He, but but there's also this clear element of like, uh, anytime someone else has emotions, it's it's a nuisance to him. It's right. like you should be over this. You should all be getting along. You should be gleeful and making me happy. And, like, that's always the way that he presents it, even when he's, like, trying to tease out people talking at the dinner table. Like, yeah. it's still in this, like, it, it has this guise of, like, oh, I'm trying to help everybody talk through stuff, but it's really he's just gleefully taking in everybody backbiting, which is just terrible. Absolutely. It, and that's the, the, the first section of this episode leading up to the murder is some of my least favorite kind of writing which is writing where everyone needs to in the guise of like let's get this out into the open everyone needs to just state their relationships to all the other characters in a scene right like that that dinner is uh, it's well acted and and everybody's doing a good job but but like literally all the dialogue is like 
well, I am your ex-wife, and this is your new wife, mm-hmm. and this is your lover, and these are the relationships yeah. that we have to each other. And yeah. it's very like writing 101. <laughs> it's yeah. literally like get everyone into a room, have them sit down, and tell you what all of their motivations and feelings are. Right. It's just like we're, we're, ju- we're just going to say everything with words. We're just going to put it right there. Nothing's going to be in subtext. You know, it's no. very it's very Garth Marenghi in that aspect, right? It's yes, very much... There's... Absolutely no subtext in that scene. Yeah, and 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 I think that it gets better as it goes along. But at, yeah. the, at to start out, because I think the show kind of doesn't trust you to understand what's going on. It's not yeah. complicated what's going on. No, no, no. It's a guy it, who isn't over his, who isn't completely over his ex-wife, has a new wife who is who makes more money, so that helps him. That's why he married her. But he right. still, well, it, yeah. It, well, he tries to keep he tries to keep all of them in his life, and 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 as it turns out, you know, I mean, he 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 lays it out kind of in that first altercation between them when when he finds out that you know she's gonna leave uh, and go uh, live with the psychologist that she used to see for her nightmares. Um, yeah, that uh, he essentially intimates, you know, about you know the secret, you know, essentially the murder that she knows about that he you know, did years ago, you know, his previous um, uh, agent. Uh, I wrote it down, but, you know, Mr. Monocle McBritish. <laughs> um, that's all you need to know because they really hammer Harry that Chud on now. you. Thank you. Chud now. Yes. What a good... Mwah. Kudos to whoever thought of Chud now. <laughs> anyway, um, but so, and also my apologies if that's your actual uh, surname. Uh, I mean, no offense. I just assumed it's made up in this because it's so... It's kind of like Barsini where at some point I was like, this is... Bar scene, Barsini, is this where we're going? Okay, fine. Yeah, I guess it's not. It's yeah, it's, but yeah, well, it's a little well, silly. The, yeah, the thing that I wanted to like uh, that I meant to point out, and I kept getting distracted by other things that irritate me about kind of the misogyny in this one is just how heavy they lay it on in the opening yeah. scene. That's that right. he is like talking to Julie, the youngest of the three, you know, who is currently he's, the model. Like this is also model, the pattern yes. he's established is right. that like. They were his model first, and then and then they became his lover, or they were his lover while they were the model, and then they became his wife, yeah. and that's sort of the same pattern across the three. And later, when uh, Vanessa and Julie are in the sauna together, it's kind of also established uh, that uh, none of them have families. Right. Uh, they're all you know, they're all orphans. Yeah, which really yeah. like really belies the truth, which is that he's groomed every single one of them. Yes, because even even Louise. She doesn't have any answer uncles. You know, it's very right. like, you know, it's clear there's kind of not family in her life other than Max, that he has room for nothing else. And that helps sort of fill that out. Uh, but yeah, that first scene where he is talking to Julie is just, it's quote unquote playful, but it's so hateful. Everything it's not, that he's it's saying not playful. to her. He, he calls that like, we're in the first two minutes of the episode and he calls mm-hmm. her a worthless slut, which is cool. Uh-huh. He says worthless, she has lazy. Yeah, yeah. Worthless. Just, yeah. And he says that she has no detectable soul. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some real incel shit. Uh, some real fucking uh, awful pickup artist bullshit. Um, yeah. It's it's gross. He's gross. He sucks. Yep. And the and, only good thing about it is that everyone knows he sucks. Even the everyone... women, even the women know that he's like they are super yeah. attracted. They're they're in his fear, but they also know that he absolutely sucks. 
Yeah, that he's a total piece of shit. And I appreciate yeah. that the other two leave him in this episode, that that's not yes. a thing where it's like they just stick by. They like they bail on his ass after they talk to each other and realize, like, wait, we're not getting anything out of this. He's getting yeah. everything. Fuck this it's, shit. It is kind of funny because ultimately he keeps saying to them, like, talk to each other, talk to each other. And they talk to each other one time and then they both leave. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. you probably should not have been encouraging them to talk because they might, you know, compare notes and realize that how bad uh, shit is. But right. uh, they might figure out just how full of shit you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's even even in, there's like a bit where the. You know, Vanessa and Julie are fighting and there's this whole altercation. And afterwards, you know, he has this moment where it's like it's clear he's lamenting Luis. But like but even in that moment watching it, it's not like, oh, I'm so sad you're gone. You would have patched this up. It's right. uh, It's such an annoyance that I had to kill you because now look at all this other trouble that I'm having to deal with because you're not here to to fix it. You know, like it it has that selfishness about it, which I mean, Kudos to the actor, but like also, Jesus, this character is such a piece of shit. It it's so let let's talk about the shape, like the shape of the murder, and also maybe yeah. a little bit about the catch because to this episode, one thing that we have not mentioned, which we really it, it is a large part of this episode, <laughs> and kind of <laughs> the main way that Columbo figures out <laughs> the murder, is there are three black and white dream sequences that are directed Mm -hmm. like like i got a very um next generation like uh dream sequence kind of feeling out of them all there's also like a uh, a um the cologne ad of the time like had has a very like uh shot on video sort of like snl parody of a cologne ad yeah snl parody of something like a calvin klein obsession ad yes exactly yeah Yeah, literally every single dream sequence uh you know is happening while uh while they're in the painter studio and so so max barcini the the painter he's as a way of disarming colombo which is one of the things that immediately puts Columbo onto him because it's so like obviously yeah, it's... a trick. Columbo's like, "Oh, you're you're trying to trick me." He even I... says, uh, "But he says to Columbo, I, oh, you're so striking. I should paint you.'" And Columbo mm. says, "Well, all the questions I had just flew out of my head." Yep. Because and that's Columbo indicating to us that he knows a guy. The guy yeah. is messing with him. It, but and, it's even and... better than that. Like, I yeah. love that you brought that up because I was thinking about that watching it because he does that. He's like, oh, I forgot all of that. And then he's like, you know, if you want to start, I've got time right now. And then Barsini is like, no, I've got prior appointments. And the moment that he does that, Columbo turns around and is like, oh, yeah, I remember what I wanted to ask you. So he just is <laughs> yeah, exactly. fucking needling him over it. Yeah. And then as he leaves, is like, I'm available whenever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my it's, favorite. It's pretty great. But um, <laughs> as part of the sitting sessions, so Columbo comes in and sits for a painting. Um, and while uh, Max is painting him, Columbo plays recordings from uh, the uh, murdered, uh, murdered ex-wife Louise. Mm-hmm. Um, the recordings and, that Dr. Hammer made of yes. her Three recurring nightmares. So the the impetus for the murder is that uh, Louise is leaving. She's going to go be with Dr. Sydney Sydney Hammer, who was her psychiatrist at a time. But then she moved on to a different place. They met outside of the psychiatry. And he says their relationship 
is completely above board. Yeah, it's still it's, it's all completely ethical. Is it the seems quote weird. That I wrote down, which is it like, seems weird okay. to me, but whatever. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't sure, know. bud. Well, yeah, it's, it, it <laughs> I mean, seems it fine. If they if you're happy, I don't. I don't care. Um, Mac, you're fi- Dr. You're Hammer says it's oh, all yeah. completely ethical. Well, listen, he's fictional, so I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the fictional ethics board should look into him. Um, but uh, so he. They're going. He's going to. Um, they're going to move in together, and uh, mm-hmm. she is leaving him. And for a long amount of time, that seems to be Max's sole uh, motivation for the murder. Is that he didn't. He didn't want her to leave, and he's well, just so controlling of her that he murders her. That's definitely a big part. But in that altercation with her that night, like yes. he spe- like. She specifically makes mention of something that clearly pushes buttons and is something that they are not completely talking about. Obviously, having seen the episode and going back to it, it's very clear they're talking about the murder of, you know, Chudnow. But uh, but in that moment, it's just if you watch, there's a very clear exchange. You know, she sort of crosses a line and you see it in his face and then she tries to walk back from kind of the. Right. I mean, but I I think the thing is that if you hadn't watched the episode previously, it might just be, you know, it's very reasonable that she would be talking about him abusing her and like their horrible relationship, which I'm sure there was plenty of that at the time. Oh, Um, yeah. I mean, we saw plenty of that. Yes. Just at dinner. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, and who knows what form that abuse took in the past. And maybe she has information or she has something that she could use if he tried to, you know, stop her from leaving. So but we don't know at that point what exactly is going on. Um, So that when he sits, uh, he fits and uh, they play these uh, these recordings of her dreams. And she she has three dreams. They're all incredibly literal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all like uh, they're symbolic, but in a stupid way. <laughs> <laughs> That's so kind of you to put it that way, because it yes. is really there are some long walks. Yes. And and uh, and and it just like <laughs> watching it. It's just like. None of this is admissible in court. No. And I mean, and he, not, he and says it as much. it even makes but... like logical sense. Yeah. Even really. It's just like. It, it doesn't even make like dream Columbo sense. Backfilling something that he already found out. Like yeah. even from the very beginning. Because. Okay. So the the, the dreams are that. Um, the first one is that uh, Louise is at home and her Flemish uncle. She doesn't have an uncle, but her Flemish uncle comes and visits and is yelling at her mm-hmm. and <laughs> Columbo from this deduces that uh mon uncle which yeah. is how you would apparently say, say my uncle my in uncle French. in French yeah um, sounds a lot like mon uncle mon, mon, sound, mon uncle. yeah it's like <laughs> oh okay i guess that's what we're doing and then it just gets weirder from there yeah, like that's and, that's the most tame of the like weird connections from these fucking dreams. Well, the second one is like weird connections, and then the third one is literally just her describing a murder. A, a murder. It's literally yeah. just her saying, "I saw that this is a memory I have of Max Barsini committing murder." Right, of Max it, murdering someone, and the only thing that is different <laughs> is the monocle is a pocket watch. Yes, <laughs> like that's the only dream component to that. 
Yeah. The second one is um, he he comes into the kitchen, throws away some old meat, and mm-hmm. then eats strawberries and blueberries uh, from, uh, and then the meat turns into a human hand. Well, yep. when I say it turns into a human hand, it's it's a human hand reaching up through the most obvious hole I have ever seen for a, <laughs> a supposedly separated human hand. It's very clearly just someone mm-hmm. put their hand up on the sink and is wiggling it around. Yep. Um, and uh, then they kind of covered it with butcher paper. Yeah. Like just a little, just like a, not not so much that you can't see the hole where the the hand is coming out of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's just... no like there's no blood at the end of like the wrist or anything. There's no attempt yeah. to really conceal where the hand just goes into the hole underneath it. Yes. Yeah, it, it's it, kind it, of they, spectacular. They didn't bother with any prosthetic, and and they just sort of were like, yeah, just reach through there and then wiggle your hand around, you know, to some mm-hmm. some grip or whatever. Well, uh, and <laughs> don't forget that that that's all. Isn't that also the one with like the the whole thing about oh the half glasses half glass monocle so, yeah, so again he eats, he eats strawberries and blueberries from which mm-hmm. colombo is like berry like burying berry something or yeah and it's uh-huh. like that's uh, not yeah those okay. are yeah no i don't i don't know that that's really anything at all i think maybe you're just sort of grasping at straw yeah. berries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but from that, that conversation, uh, leads Columbo to figure out that, um, okay. So we, I'm, I'm sorry. We jumped into the dreams. We didn't get actually make it through all the way through the murder. So, oh, I mean, that's okay. I mean, the dreams are kind <laughs> the dreams of like were important. the crazy big part of this that like, Absolutely. you have to, yeah. I mean, the murder is like, it, it's, it's the, like he, he uses, um, paint thinner or paint cleaner to yeah. knock so her out. So he goes to then... Vito, um, which is that's where they used to live. That's where the murder right. took place. We find out later. He lived in this apartment above Vito's, um, basically and, like rent free for yeah. a while because Vito, like I, I don't know, is charmed by violent, or, brutal or men. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like Vito has a very subservient relationship to Max Barsini for unknown reasons. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, but anyway, so <laughs> he goes back to to uh, Vito's and he says. As a way of making himself an alibi, he tells Vito, because Vito's been having trouble getting people to come to his restaurant, he says, what if I make you a Max Barsini original um, with, uh, I will paint your bar, you can sell the painting, you can put the painting up and, you you know, draw people in or you can sell it and make money. Whatever you want to do, it's my way of saying thank you. And so he he says, I'm going up to the uh, apartment I'm going to be painting. Don't nobody come up to the apartment. Nobody like and the bar is closed for the day. So there's no one, you know, coming in and out. Yep. Yep. Not suspicious at all. Right. I'm going to go up here and paint this thing. Don't bother me. Don't come up here. Don't Don't even knock or I'll choke you to death. Like Like, pure coincidence. My wife died that on that one day that I was completely painting. Right. I definitely was painting at your place. (laughs) No one could. No one was allowed to check on me. There yeah. are no cameras. There are no cameras <laughs> in the alleyways. But definitely, I was here, I promise you. Yes. See, but, the painting uh, is proof that I was here. The painting that he painted the night before. He slips away, uh, uses one of his cleaning rags uh, that is not, it's not a clean uh, rag. It is a rag that he uses to clean paintbrushes. He puts some paint thinner uh, on it or and... Uh, 
covers Louise's face with it until she passes out, and then he puts her in the water uh, so that uh, she dies. Yeah, but not just that. Like, he also, you know, before he essentially smothers her, tells her that he won't let her go and all. Like, it's really awful. And like yeah. that he loves her and like he it it's it's weird. Yeah. He's a he's a bad person. I don't know if that that's clear by um, yeah, what we've I, been. I feel like we've sort of covered <laughs> that, you know, it's not just that he's a murderer, but he's also like a colossal asshole too. Yeah. Legitimately yeah. a bad person. And and yeah. and and one of one of the good thing, you know, it's always good to see Columbo nail a bad guy who just sucks. Who just straight yeah. up sucks. It's fun to watch <laughs> him catch someone who he has a little bit of a sort of camaraderie with but it's also great to see him just nail like a rich asshole uh, oh yeah, yeah. Know, we, we we love that too um yeah so the the way he catches them is that uh, max is the worst murderer uh, <laughs> who has ever done a murder um he's his alibi is terrible and uh-huh. completely falls apart on every single level pretty much uh, immediately immediately yeah, yeah. He so where he was he's a um, painter who uses very broad and violent. Bre- we never see him do this, by the no. way. Whenever he's touching a painting, he's always like dabbing on it. Yeah, um, but he's but, super uh, delicate. But supposedly, but according to his yeah. his you know the 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 script, he's yeah. very wild, sort of like uh, you know broad, fast strokes. I guess meant to be kind of like um, Picasso, who who kind of would do that would be very like sort of quick right. and, and make fast movements. That's not the kind of painter that Max Barsini seems to be. It's no, very like delicate. Uh, yeah, when it's you the see complete opposite. When you yeah. look at any of those paintings, there's like lovely detail and light in yeah. them. Like they're very thoughtful, which is super not this guy. Right. And But whatever. They're great. The art department did awesome The art department this. is great. Yeah. Uh, the art was by, and I'm definitely going to screw this name up, um, Yardslav uh, Ge- Geber, G-E-B-R, um, and uh, the estate uh, still owns the original. Um, mm. He uh, was the artist. Uh, he worked at Fox and uh, and uh, somewhere else, and then he became Universal Television's uh, head of the art department. And so he's oh, the one that painted awesome. basically every single painting that's in this episode. Um, and uh, he also, uh, if you have seen The Sting, you might know that um, the poster for this thing, as well as a lot of the tr- uh, credits, there's these oh, really that... wonderful chalk on like uh, brown paper drawings, and that was all him. That's all oh. uh, him. So a lot of a lot of uh, art that's that's been used in various Universal things, he would just do by hand. Amazing stuff. Definitely go check him out. Uh, first name is J R D S L A V. Last name G E B R. Um, great artist. This this painting of Colombo is is absolutely iconic. Um, it is I love very it. I, very I, I expensive want, to get a nice yeah. a nice version of it. I looked. Yeah, I want a website. print of it very badly, but yeah, no, it <laughs> it's is. like three hundred dollars to get what is essentially a uh, uh, a normal letter sized paper copy of it. Uh, oh, are they still available? I they're thought still you couldn't available. even get them. That's no, amazing. Still, they, I think they did a reprinting from the you know two years ago when we did. Bless. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is good because Columbo is back. He's back in the news again. He's back. Uh, yep. You know, people are people are loving it. Um, but yes, wonderful paintings. But uh, his his art style is supposedly Max Barsini's art style is supposedly very uh, violent, and so he leaves a lot of paint splattered on the ground of his studio of his studio right. on the floor, and, and on his shoes, and on his uh, shoes, and, and everything around. But 
in the loft at Vito's, there's no pain anywhere. Mm. Also, also yeah. uh, I wrote down all of the various ways. So also, um, his brushes were not cleaned. Uh, right. Couldn't have been cleaned at the uh, at the Vito's apartment because there's a, there is a sink there, but the sink is so disgusting that it like when Columbo turns it on, yeah. it just sludge comes, just out. comes out. Like yeah. right, it's clear that no one has used the sink or even tried to use the sink because they would right. know then. And 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 it's so great in that in the catch scene too, just because of like Columbo brings it up and just watching Barsini be like, oh no, no, I was wrong. I actually was so tired. I just went home and then I cleaned my brushes the next day. You know, and just yeah. all, like he just it's it's incredible he's like he's like well i mean as a modern thing breaking i guess the kayfabe of this being you know in the middle of our prior recordings i just immediately made me think of like someone like george santos where it's just like you catch him <laughs> in a lie and he just tells you a different bigger he lie you, yeah exactly. to try and get out of it like it's the same kind of bullshit i mean he's no he's no max barcini like uh, no. you know but uh so there, there's this paint on the floor there's these brushes um that louise has on her face what's initially thought to be a smudge of lipstick, but turns out to be an extremely specific color of red known mm -hmm. as Barsini red that only he makes. Um, right. He's the only person in the world that mixes uh, this paint into this, this specific, specific, right. uh, specific blend. Signature red, right. Yep. And, he goes and there's on a smudge about, yeah, on yeah. her face. And then on the rag that was in his... Uh, his um, his uh, painting satchel, uh, there is also some of Louise's lipstick. So, right. <laughs> and then additionally, like uh, uh, Barsini says, well, what if I hadn't used a rag? How would you have known? And Columbo says, well, she had one co contact lens in and one contact lens out. So, so she was interrupted. I knew, I knew something yeah. was going on. Yeah, I would have kept digging no matter what, which is like, yep, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. And and kind of, I think, sort of one of the things that when you watch all of Columbo, you sort of realize that he he immediately knows, like, for yeah. whatever reason, he does have before even before he gets his um, his evidence behind him, his intuition is such that he immediately knows when someone is hiding something from. Yeah. Him. Well, like in that first moment when he's at the beach scene and talking to Barsini and yeah. he asks if she was a good swimmer, it's just like. There's just this beautiful thing of Barsini just being like, no, she was an amazing swimmer. I don't understand how she could. And it's like, you just like, you're so yeah. stupid. You don't even get that. You maybe should have played that off a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, later, like, it, it, I mean, he was screwed either way. Cause like Columbo talks to the, what the lifeguard and the lifeguards like, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, she passed the lifeguard exam the same time I did. So yeah. And so. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like they really needed to nail it home. Like, no, she definitely couldn't have drowned. <laughs> she was way too good for that. Yeah. But I mean, the, the thing is, is that um, definitely people do drown. Like experienced swimmers do sometimes just drown by accident. It's not completely yeah. out of it, but obviously oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was all this other stuff. Riptides and stuff like it's yeah. a real thing. But yeah, um, but I think the lifeguard thing is meant to be like, she had the training to know when to not go out. Yeah, she. she it's it's clear that this was sort of a. Um, it, this wasn't something happened basically. Yeah, yeah. This isn't. There's this isn't no just way sort that of an accident. Right. Um, and then uh, yeah. So, but he's completely caught. 
Like he's maybe the most caught person who has ever so been, busted uh, on a yeah. Columbo. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the, like the other the 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 other similarly caught one is like um, the uh, <laughs> the painter, uh, the guy who owns the gallery in uh, Suitable for Framing, uh, <laughs> where he like touches the painting and then his fingerprints are on it and it's impossible <laughs> right, that any right. that his fingerprints are on it like it's it's just not possible oh, that he that his finger that Columbo's because oh, Columbo's <laughs> fingerprints are on it right like yeah yeah because he touched it at, d- earlier in the episode um that's that's, that's like one of, that's another one where Columbo's just like ha ha I gotcha yeah um <laughs> it's like you buddy you, you're so you bad dumbass <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's he is conclusively caught. He is going down for the murder of Louise, and I guess also for uh, for Harry Chud now. Um, uh, maybe it depends yeah. on how long ago that was. I guess and, they gotta know. find. I guess they gotta find the body. Uh, they yeah. they don't specify whether or not he actually went and found the body, um, but he certainly knows where to look. So yeah, under Vito's bar. Sorry, yeah. Vito. Well, yes, and and like you said, like Barsini, he's painting a bar scene, and Harry Chud mm-hmm. now is called that because when they buried him, he became a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller <laughs> and um, joined their society, and so you know that's that's what Harry's doing. Of course, now. yeah, um, Harry's a Chud now. Harry Chud now, exactly. Yeah, you got it. Um, so uh, <laughs> this uh, one thing that we didn't talk about yet. And it is the thing that actually opens this episode. Yeah, I was wondering when you were going to bring this up. Is Dog. Dog is in this episode, and I don't know why. And I, I think because there's a Columbo reason. Because Columbo likes Dog. There, I think there's a reason why. And in the script. Or rather, Peter and, Falk likes Dog. And I dog. hate it. No, I know Peter Falk likes Dog. <laughs> and I understand he is a he is an executive producer <clears throat> oh, on this the show. The psychology bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, like... I, yeah. The only in plot justification for for dog being in this is that at the very be- okay, the very beginning opens with Columbo at a dog show. Now, I was linked something earlier mm-hmm. um it, uh that this is apparently a real dog show. Do you have information on this? Yeah, actually, um it is yeah. uh it, it's a California dog show. I don't remember that, but it is like a basset hound thing. Um and I I know about it because uh Molly tipped me off to its existence, which I think Yeah. I think she knows about through Huel Hauser. So apparently yeah, so... Huel Hauser has gone and, and and gone to this event, but it is very clearly like if you watch that opening scene, watch it yeah. again. Almost everybody is a real Basset Hound fan. Like those right. are people who are genuinely there for the Basset Hounds and also are getting filmed for a Columbo. Yeah, there's one guy who's like the one paid actor uh, right. that Columbo has a, has a little dialogue interaction with. But everybody else, this is like a a thing. It's called the Basset yeah. Hound Picnic, uh, <laughs> sponsored mm-hmm. by the Basset Hound Club of Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and so it was a segment on Huel Hauser. Um, if you haven't uh, gone to uh, Molly Molly Lewis's um, page, and I don't know, is she still doing the Huel Hauser watch-alongs? I believe she's on hiatus uh, at okay. this moment when they're, we are recording. They're wonderful, but... um, and and when she starts that up again, if she starts that up again, definitely recommend looking that up on Twitch. It's a very relaxed, chill way to find out about uh, weird things in California, along with the world's most credulous man. Um, yep. 
That's Jule Hauser. Jule Hauser God is, bless is fantastic, um, but a real strange uh, person. Um, but so they're at this Basset Hound show, and uh, Dog is there with Columbo, and he has a scene with that you can barely hear because the dialogue mixing mm-hmm. in this entire episode is absolute garbage. You can barely hear what he's well, saying because the a music lot of it's, is so loud. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's ADR because yeah. uh, a lot of it was shot at the beach um, right. on windy days. Uh, so they just like the scenes where he's walking the beach, talking to, um, you know, to, to Vanessa, talking to Julie, um, like he's it's clearly ADR because like when you see some of those shots of the palm trees, they're like almost sideways. Like yeah. that's how bad the, it's, the, it's very the windy, wind was. Some windy so days on the beach. They had a lot. They had a lot to, to do with that. Yeah. And the Basset Hound thing. There's no way that was quiet. I'm sure it those was dogs very were loud. not quiet. They're, they're basset hounds are loud dogs. Um, yeah. And uh, but he's having a conversation with Ralph, I guess is the guy's name, according to IMDb. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he asks Columbo. From what I could tell, because I didn't have the subtitles for this one, so I had to actually use my ears, which was nearly impossible because they mm-hmm. were playing an incredibly loud, uh, um, symphonic version of this old man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying. Uh, uh, that that dog will never win an award for like bet for like best behaved, but if there's an award for loving, he'd win. He'd be the loving champion. And uh, at which point, dog bites. Dog Columbo. bites Columbo. Yeah. And this leads to later when he's talking to Doctor Hammer, uh, mm-hmm. and he asks, "Why did my dog bite me?" And Doctor Hammer says, "Well, probably because you were at a dog show with other Basset hounds, and he was jealous." And this leads yeah. Columbo into, ah, jealousy, like the thing that I've been seeing for the last 40 minutes of for, the show. Right, <laughs> like, for this entire show. The moment <laughs> I showed up, the thing that I've been seeing everywhere yeah. is jealousy like, of people it's like the dealing with it It's wants poorly. to say that this is the first time Columbo thinks of the concept of jealousy in relation to this case, but like... Yeah, how it doesn't is, read like that to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's like a like a level of like... Or, or trying to remind the audience that jealousy exists. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what. I, I it's think it's very there strange. for the. I think it's there for the audience. And like you said about uh, the the artlessness of parts of the script about yeah. sort of presenting uh, 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 Barsini's misogyny and shit. Um, I think this is another thing where they're trying to artfully tip off the audience, it, you know, about the sort of motive connection stuff. But it just doesn't. It doesn't work. It's just real ham-fisted because it's like, I mean, my favorite part about it is the guy says, you know, Dr. Hammer is like, uh, you know, let me know if you need anything. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help with whatever, you know, for Julie, for, you know, for Julie's sake, you know. Um, yeah. It, Louise's sake, excuse Louise's me, not sake. Julie. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and immediately Columbo is like, oh, yeah, that's right. My fucking dog. <laughs> like, like he's just talking about the woman I love was just brutally murdered. You're, te- yeah. you're well. I mean, he doesn't know that he, she was murdered. She's just, he's just like she just died in a horrible way. Nothing right. makes any sense. You're asking me for the tapes of her, you know, of of her nightmares, and you won't tell me why. Right. But I'll help you just for her sake. And then Columbo's just like, yeah. So anyway, my dog uh, bit me, <laughs> and yeah. I was wondering. Why that happened? Like, what the fuck, man? Uh, you know, it's funny in the moment, yeah. you know, but yeah, it does seem like it's a little cruel. <laughs> and then there's part of me that's like, 
hmm, maybe, and this is giving the script too much credit, but maybe not Fox, you know, acting skills too much mm. credit. Because I think, I think a charitable read of it is that he's actually asking about it to kind of tip the doctor off to, hey, I kind of think Barsini killed her. Jealousy, mm. my guy. Maybe. You know? Maybe, yeah. If, like, if that's that a is, charitable it's, read, I it's would an say. Incredi- it's, it's a lot subtler than literally anything else that happens in this episode. So <laughs> I, I don't know that I know, I'm willing to go with you. I see where a case could be made in a court of law. Yeah. Um, but uh, n- I, it doesn't read that way, certainly. Listen, as I, I'm just saying, if, if, yeah, if somebody is going to reboot Columbo at some point, just take some fucking notes. That's yeah. all. Oh, by know. the way, just watch <laughs> watch Poker Face. Uh, that is yeah, an yeah, amazing yeah. show. I've only I've only seen the first episode because yeah. I wanted to take it slow and be able to chew on it, and then mm-hmm. I just got tied up and stuff. But I will say there are some lovely little nods to it's, Columbo it's just got, in that first episode. It's got a very mm-hmm. good, um, you know, the 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 most obvious being the uh, the. Um, Title treatments are all yep. very uh, classic Columbo, uh, mm-hmm. that yellow font. Um, yeah. It's, it's really great. Um, but you, yeah. You caught the audio like cue, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah There's yeah, a yeah. lot of really yeah. good, really good stuff. Um, I'm I'm excited to watch the rest of it as, as the show uh, continues forward. Releases? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, go ahead and watch that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway that's a digression. But um, yeah, if we can't get uh, if we can't get uh, them doing actual Columbo, like Natasha Leone wanted to play actual Columbo and they wouldn't let her, so they did this I other thing. I wanted to see that. I would love yeah. to see that, but this is a, this is the next best thing, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think that this episode does work occasionally. Like there's there's there is good stuff in here when Columbo goes to see the um see dr hammer for the first time and mm-hmm. uh he, oh, the, he thinks mm-hmm. that he, that hammer thinks he's there to, for like professional help and then columbo says no it's just a thing and the, and the doctor says well then i'm gonna lay down on the couch and then columbo yeah sits in the chair behind him like the psychiatrist right. they do and it. assumes the psychi- yes right and the, yeah. it's the dialogue becomes sort of like him helping psychoanalyze the doctor it's is it's that's great right yeah, it's a great bit. Uh, they lean into it a little too much. Yeah, when, but it's a fun he, visual. But but, and, but, and, yeah. but when I say they lean into it too much, I mean I mean later uh, in the dream sequences. And when Columbo right. starts talking about the dream sequences, he's like, "Oh, things are reversed," and that, you know, like because of that scene with the psychologist. And I think that's a little ham-fisted. Yeah. But but yeah, it is a really it's a it's a funny little bit and. Uh, and, and it is uh, it is a neat scene, and they you know they play it pretty well. I think the performances are generally good across the episode. I think there are a couple scenes that are a little ropey, um, mm-hmm. but I think the episode where um, Shira Denise and Isabel Garcia Lorca, who's playing Julie, um, they have they drink vodka in a stream room. And first of all, let me say this. Do not drink vodka in a steam room or in a, in a That's sauna a bad plan. because yeah. it will immediately evaporate into the air and you will be incredibly drunk very quickly yeah. and possibly kill yourself. So, And that is arguably what happens to them. Not the killing themselves, <laughs> but they definitely get hammered much, much so faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, if you are going to drink in a sauna, make sure you're drinking a very small amount because it will aerosolize and it could be dangerous. That's yeah. just a liter- that's just a real safety thing. Um, but they they have this very nice scene where they drink in the sauna. I think it's good because it's like 
the first scene, even though it doesn't like pass the Bechdel test, it's still them talking yeah. about Max since he is the focal point of the episode. Um, it yeah. is them talking about what they want and like how he has led them into this position where they have forfeited their happiness and and their lives in service of a man that ultimately they don't even really like that much. Right. And um, and they they sort of collectively come to the like recognition of well what about what we want? Yes, exactly. And then the next scene with them is them leaving Max, which is great. We, they just read him the riot act and then like walk away very confident um just walk out the oh, door basically laughing at him basically yeah. and and the best part of that like the cherry on top of that because because right. the two of them just take him just take him to the cleaners vanessa and sure then, Denise, she she walks she yeah. like leaves and then max is like well finally you and me julie we're we're yeah. really gonna thing and then she she says well let me tell you what's in my heart max and she leans in and whispers something to him and yep. he he's like get out <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then she just walks out with a big <laughs> smile it. on her face, and and then when he thinks he's alone, fucking Columbo's upstairs. Yeah, who's Columbo's literally just, just waiting this whole thing, and yeah. it's just Mwah. waiting for his final sit seating for the uh, yep. portrait, and that's what leads us into the final uh, dream sequence, which is literally Once, just showing us the murder of uh, yep. Harry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah. like this is, I don't know why, I don't know why the, the like Sidney Hammer maybe needs to have his, maybe he does need a visit from the fictional uh, certification board because this, <clears throat> the, he's like, I don't know what this dream could mean. So she wakes up, she goes downstairs, sees her husband murder a guy and bury him in the basement. But it could mean anything, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot you know, that's open be, to interpretation. Yeah, it could mean anything, you know, even though like uh, this this agent, you know, this this art agent like or, or like disappeared, vanished, completely disappeared. It uh, was known to have uh, stolen money from artists that when he, he sold their yeah, work. He was an agent. Yeah, 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 like yep. all of these things that like scream, hey, Foul maybe. Play. Yeah, there's something, something happened. is up here. And he's just like, mm, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I don't know, man. Don't I don't know. know why she it's has a real these dreams. It's a real yeah. mystery. Like, it, it doesn't say much about Dr. Hammer. It also doesn't really say much about Louise that she can't, like, piece <laughs> like together. That. Like, and then also sort of leads into, like, a thing of if she was if she was uh, saying to Max, I know what you did, like, then why is she confused about this dream? Like, this dream right? should just be incredibly yeah. obvious to and her. Like, and I think I'm having dreams about the time right. that my ex-husband murdered a guy. And I, and again, I think that's the sort of thing that like uh, as much as I really want to give some moments uh, uh, more credit than they are due. Uh, this is one of those situations where I think this is just not as art, you know, as artful as uh, right. the script would like to be, where I think they were trying to insinuate that he more or less gaslit her about it or otherwise sort of you know, mentally and emotionally abused her in a way that she is uncertain about that right. stuff in their past a little bit. And that's kind of, it, it seems like that's what they were going for. They just didn't quite, I mean, they got the misogyny right. Yes, spot you on. You know, which, yeah, which uh, mm, maybe y'all should, yeah. Therapy, and therapy. The guy who wrote this therapy, is, is, is a longtime television writer um, uh, named uh, Robert Sherman. Um, and this is one of the last scripts that uh, he worked on. 
Um, he's mm. worked on MacGyver, Knight Rider, Fantasy Island, TJ Hooker, Dallas, Barb- Barnaby Jones, Canon, okay. Kung yep. Fu. Like he was a he was a contract writer kind of guy. He yeah. came in and did did a couple episodes. You know, clearly a guy like this isn't a completely incompetent script. Like there are good things in it, but it, it seems like there's also a lot of um older style writing that that yeah. involves like over explaining to the audience or not trusting the audience. Um Yeah. And and I suspect that, you know, uh if he was, as you say, you know, more of a kind of spec like he was writing a bunch, uh, yeah. you know, in film and television, then it's probably a safe bet that he was brought in to kind of write it and someone like Falk was involved in yeah. cooking up the general conceit of the thing because right. i know by this point he was sort of way more uh involved in the production of the show in those ways and getting his friends cast or his wife you yeah. know things like that um but but it's it's uh it's not you know it's 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 definitely worth watching i would say i i will say i enjoy it yes you know it's not a i think it's the best episode they've ever no. made um it's a lot of fun uh, Barsini is really fun to hate, and it's really lovely to see Columbo just completely fuck with him. Yeah, more than once. I wouldn't recommend. <clears throat> I love it all that stuff. As someone's first episode of Columbo, no. but if you're familiar no, no, with no. the character and you want to watch an episode that's just sort of weird and fun throughout, then definitely. Yeah, definitely. And also, you got to see those like those dream sequences. Like, is that I know that the Coen Brothers recently did Macbeth. And I know that that is, you know, yeah. clearly like the visuals sort of harken back to like classic, you know, film sort of stage productions yes. of, you know, Shakespeare. But like there are times when I feel like these dream sequences feel like something that the Coen brothers looked at and went, yeah, that'll do. They're really, it is, they're really silly. Like, yeah, they're, they're played so very straight and, and yeah. very stark and they end up looking silly. There's kind of no well, way around that. Especially because, like, in all three of them, Columbo and Barsini are freeze frame in their portraiture moment yeah, while so listening to as, the audio as, of this. Uh, Louise is running around, or or Max in the in the dream. Max <laughs> is running around. You'll see, yeah, you frozen can, in you, place. Columbo in his in his uh, pose, and then also Max with his brush Max, touching right. touching the camera. Exactly. The, yeah, the you'll know you'll know Dream Max because he's wearing a hairpiece. Yes, he's wearing a very yeah. obvious like brown uh, yep. wig. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I first saw that photo, I, I have to say this uh, for credit though. When I first saw that photo of um, the younger Max and uh, the younger Louise with Harry, it looked mm-hmm. like a still from an older. They did a good job of like yeah the, of making those look like they were old pictures. I thought it was a still from something that they had been in like a long time ago because we have seen that happen on Columbo where yeah. it's like oh yeah here's you with your ex husband and then it's a picture of the person the the two people in a movie that they did thirty years prior you know right but um, it works out on that yeah no it's art department really really knocked it out of the park on, on every this level episode this, and, this whole episode is is and the, is amazing um and visually. i also got a shout out like the score i really enjoyed in this too because there's a lot of scoring through yeah. a lot of it that is that is intentionally like it's you know they they go with the symphonic and they go with this kind of robust you know sort of scoring to try and play up 
I think you know, the, the I think the opera voice in the dream sequences is <laughs> a, that's a step too far. A little much. But I generally yeah, agree uh, with the um, of course the eternal caveat that uh, this old man is a terrible song and a really bad <laughs> theme song for a for a person to continue using over and over again does not justify its continued inclusion in the series. Um, but uh, you know. That that's what they decided to go with. So, yep, they just went. That's our theme song, and you know. But I agree that the rest of the music is is very nice. Uh, you know, would you have preferred it if the if it was a Randy Newman song? I mean, why not? Sure. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I, which one are we All talking right. about? Oh, uh, I just meant you know, if the theme song of Columbo was a Randy Newman song, would that would you like that more or less than this old man? Um. Well, if it if it's like. Uh, you know, you got a friend in me. I, I'd actually be kind of into that, honestly. If it's if it, you know what? Because I think Randy Newman might be the perfect person to do a theme song for Columbo. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. Did he? Did he do one for Monk? He did do one for Monk. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. A, that's, that's probably why it popped in my brain. That's so. uh, yeah. That's that's true. Um, yep. And and that, so somebody that was a great theme somebody had the correct thought about <laughs> you know hey. Randy Newman would do a good like Columbo kind of yeah. you know theme song. Yeah, and, and he sure did for Monk. For Monk, which you know, yeah. God bless. That's it. Sure is a show that you can watch. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it completely comes apart by the finale. Like just explodes in ridiculous. I mean, like after the first season, it kind of comes apart. It does because it just like they just sort of keep piling on new, <laughs> new quirks that then just like slough off as soon as they're not important yeah. for like a plot twist in an episode. So that's you know, which yeah. is a bummer because I love watching Tony Shalhoub. Who doesn't things. love watching anyway. Tony Shalhoub? Stand, stay, stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Uh, just monking around, monk, 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 monkey business, monk, monk business. Oh no! Don't 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 do this to me. I can't I can't watch monk again. No, I won't. Don't watch monk. Well, or watch it. Do 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 what you want. I have no control over you and 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 how you live your life. Not not you, Ben. Obviously, I control you and what you do. Um, but other people are free to to act. How they how they please. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, I say th this is the time, of course, when we we are nearing the normal end of the normal record, where we send it on over to Ben for some clothing talk, some real some real fresh looks on Max in this episode. I w I have to say, I mean, he's definitely again art department like yeah. costuming nailed it um mm -hmm. i just also i got a shout out for uh vanessa's whole wardrobe it's kind of, actually all of the women have a yeah. really really great but vanessa really like every single time she is on screen in an outfit it is amazing even Absolutely. in the sauna she has like a plaid wrap it's not even <laughs> yeah. like it's not like a regular towel it is a wrap just for just for that just for saunas yeah yeah like everything she wears is incredible. I mean, she's also, also got her remember... knee cocked pretty high. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You, towards Julie yes. when Julie comes in, which is yeah. definitely a power move to put mm -hmm. to put your leg up that high when uh, when confronting your your husband's current mistress. So. Yeah, uh, I believe the term is metamor. Somebody <laughs> that is also dating someone you are dating, oh, but okay. you are not dating them. That's yeah. fun. Um, words are fun. 
Um, yeah. But yes, but, no, uh, she's no. absolutely, she has absolutely great. Um, she's wearing very, yeah. very 90s stuff, but, but one, but right. really well. But done. also filtered through that time, like go back and look, everything she was wearing was like shit hot for the era. Oh yeah. That's really, you know, it's just, you have to get used to the fact that there are those giant shoulder pads. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Barsini is so perfectly costumed for that sort of Picasso alike because they literally just yeah. stole what, stole you know, the, like there are photos yeah, of Picasso, Picasso in the like open rumpled linen shirt with like the sleeves rolled up and the shorts that are awfully short, you know. Sure. And then uh, like the open toed um, like uh, uh Latticework leather sandals, uh, haraches, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation, <laughs> but, but yeah, like he's always in that stuff. Like the straw yeah. hats, very good, and you know, he's yeah, he looks the part. He has a very consistent and they style him, too, uh, which yeah, is good. Which is always those kind of rumply sort of linen. Like it's got that sort of loose. I mean, the characterization through yeah. clothing is really good because like um, yeah. all of the women have very sort of. Uh, themed not, they're not always wearing the same thing but they're wearing things that are congruous with their character like yes. julie is always wearing like uh t-shirts and and sweat and mm -hmm. you know crew neck sweatshirts and and very sort of like child childish sort of things childish or yeah. sort of like beach bum vibes right but know, but that like are Southern like California. a young a young person yeah. and then max yeah. is this very paintery sort of i mean let not to blow up your spot but a lot, wearing a lot of clothes that i could see you wearing because you are also a very oh, a yeah. guy who loves linen and and short shorts and uh big floppy hats that that's not a secret um you're the, the short shorts part <laughs> not quite my speed not like yeah not that not short like i've seen you shorts, wear but... some pretty short shorts my my friend but that you know that's we don't I, again i'm not i don't want to blow up your spot <laughs> no it's fine i've um, seen your, i mean i've seen your spot and i and i don't want to blow it up I, I gotta say the sweater that he wears for dinner yeah. is really hot. Like it's that's pretty great. But, but yeah, I mean it's very solid fashion. And again, it's it's all evoking that kind of like Mediterranean painter vibe. Right. You know, living on the beach and all that. Speaking of that, that house. I mean, that's in Malibu. It's an but amazing that fucking house, house. Yeah. That house is unreal. Yeah. And the sauna. <laughs> just seeing that again, I was just like, Jesus, this house is a banger. I like, know. Wow. Uh, and also. How expensive is that place? <laughs> he, I mean, he's a really successful painter, apparently. Clearly, um, yeah, yeah, and and always great when they when uh, Columbo. You know, the the great thing about Columbo is that it's always a rich asshole. Like mm -hmm. generally, with there are like one exceptions with like the kidnapping one, which is obviously different, and a couple things. But generally, it is some jerk, usually a dude. Some jerk mm -hmm. who's like, I'm just going to murder somebody and get away with it. I'm the smartest guy in the world. I've got this really elaborate plan. And yep. and just watching this little tiny disheveled um, uh, Italian, oh, Hunga now. Italian yeah. Hungarian man come in and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> destroy them is is the joy. There is a lot of. Oh, yeah. I mean, class class war is absolutely it. It's a slob versus snobs kind of thing. And, and that, that's one of the great yep. things about it. Yeah. You love to see it. Rich assholes, oh, I mean, take note yeah. take note. If you're fi if you're <laughs> fictional. If you're real, you're probably fine. And you'll probably be fine for the rest of your life. So uh, maybe. Yeah. But it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> 
Um, so, <laughs> so did you have any other notes on the on the clothing or anything like that? I really don't, because I mean, it's not like it's not uh, weird seventies. Uh, yeah, stuff. there's yeah. not like a wild sort of swing in any of it or right. anything else like that. And like, like I said, they did an excellent job with uh, with all of his costuming, an excellent job with all the women's costuming, yeah. and like sort of very clearly defining them by you know by their dress and giving you clear signals about sort of where they are in their lives Absolutely. and kind of where their heads at. It's really, really awesome. Yeah, um, and I, the, the sets are all know, are all great. Um, the the set the Vito set is is really great as this sort of like rundown Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, the painting studio um, that Barsini has uh, is is a really great like set uh, with yeah. like just all of this like all these paintings around that they made specific for this episode, and then all of these like just has the look of an actual painter's studio. Um, right, yeah, it's it's well set up. It yeah. definitely looks like it's a real place where where someone would paint. Yes. And would paint, you know, like figures. It's 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 a really, there, there are aspects of it that are really well produced. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I think it's a very competently made episode. I just think the script is maybe a little lacking. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with just the mores of then versus the mores of now um yeah and and i think and that's watching true. it through a modern lens um not that that made it okay at the time etc cetera, etc cetera. we don't have to go through all that um but it's uh, a <laughs> it, it is a fun episode to watch um you know know that this guy as despicable as he is does get his in the end so and and yeah. thoroughly and completely and the show rejects him like conceptually down to the marrow mm -hmm. this show is against this guy for for on every level he's a he's yep. a talented painter but on every other level he is a disgusting human being yep he's an absolute piece of shit and yeah and and it's, and it's it's really great to watch colombo just uh give him a run for it absolutely just relentlessly just shredding him yep and uh and then it just ends with the freeze frame of colombo in front of the gorgeous painting of colombo uh done by the art department so Yep. Um, yeah. Do I really look like that? <laughs> freeze frame. <laughs> freeze frame. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's great. Um, and uh, definitely enjoyed coming back and watching it. And this was a great episode to sort of do this again one more time. So. Yeah. If we if we had to accidentally fuck one up, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it was one that was as entertaining to rewatch. I know. As this I'm was. glad it wasn't one of those ones where we're just like, I mean, yeah, it was a pretty good episode, and I don't really have a lot to say about it. You know, kind of one of the mid, the mid, <laughs> the like early like '60s like competent but but not particularly interesting episodes. Right. There's, there's, competent but dull. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, this was this was absolutely a blast. Uh, ben, I have loved doing this podcast with you, and I just want to say thank you to you, and thank you to everyone who is still listening. Um, and uh, I wouldn't expect a lot more <laughs> updates on this feed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Certainly not anytime soon. Um, I I hope we come back with something. If we do, we'll see you then. If we don't, then uh, it was an uh, absolute honor to do this with you, Ben. Yeah, Mac, it's been a real blast. And uh and yeah, I have no idea uh I I I don't know, man. I've stopped trying to predict my future because uh the last couple of years been, taught me yes. I don't know any fucking thing. I know. Uh so I'm who a, knows? I I'm a but, grandfather uh, twice over now. 
Uh, things, yeah, things congrats, are changing. Congrats, by the yes. way. Yeah, <laughs> things have uh, things have happened. Um, yeah, we. Uh, it's weird, but it's good. It, yeah, but you're 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 pretty decent. Yeah, at it. Oh, well, you're thank doing you all very right, much, my friend. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, doing yeah. my best. We're we're you know we're trying. Yeah. Um, we're getting. You're making an there. effort, which and, is and and which is a big important part. <laughs> thank you. Don't have a severe. Don't don't have a sincere emotional thing with me because I might actually cry. Um, but um, hey, I I love you. If you are listening to this podcast, I love you, not in a like a personal way because I don't know you, but um, thank you for for loving Columbo and and sticking with us and and all of that. And um, yeah, thanks for thanks for putting up with um, our <laughs> weird perspectives and opinions and yes, and, and swearing goofs, too much uh, and 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 thank you for all of your reviews, even oh, the ones that call me Matt or Max. Like that's fine. You know, like, whatever. whatever yeah, like yeah. as long. I as mean, you're... we're not on YouTube. You can say fuck all you want. It's okay. Uh, that's. I true. mean, we probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that does to podcast. <laughs> what you know? I don't give a shit about that. Everybody like, who you, you listen or you don't. Everybody who I mean, got past the explicit tag but still left us a one-star <laughs> review that said too much swearing. Like, I don't know what the oh, fuck you want from no. me. I gave you a warning ahead of time, so. Um, too much swearing. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you can't put us on the loudspeakers in a cubicle farm, but like yeah. also don't work in a cubicle farm if you can avoid it. Well, hey, listen. Uh, I mean, but, who you among know, us? But yeah. um, the, uh, the <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for Columboys. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm Mac. Well, I mean. Well, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, no, I mean. But certainly that's going to do it for is, Columbo. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, yeah. this is, this is, we have now covered all of it. Um, and uh, it's uh, on to, on to other things. And, uh, you know, if, if we, if it turns into a podcast and it turns, anyway, I don't want to keep going back over it, but <laughs> thank you, Columbo. Um, thank you, Levison and Link for, you know, th this cre amazing character. Thank you to. Um, Peter Falk for just being exactly what they didn't want, but making it work somehow. Um, and continuing to press on it yeah. and making more yep. episodes. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thrilled we had so much to play it. Me too. Play with. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, what a fun show. And uh, that's going to do it for Columboys. I'm Mac. I'm Ben. And uh, just one more thing. Yes. Love you, man. Love you too, Mac. Columboys is hosted by Mac Johnson and Ben Swallow. You can follow them on Twitter at MacJ and at DandyGeek. <clears throat> oh, sorry about that. I don't know. I don't know what happened with my voice there. It got <laughs> a little weird. Um, but hey, I just wanted to pop out <laughs> since this is the last Columboys. Uh, pop out of deep voice, uh, Mac, and uh, say uh, thank you to Seth Boyer. Um, who wrote the Columboys theme uh, that is not from Columbo, but it very easily could be. Um, if you if you like Seth uh, and you like the music, uh, if you like Seth, then I you don't need to listen to me because you already like Seth. But if you like the yeah. music, go check out at Seth Boyer uh, on Twitter for now. Yeah, and I also just want to uh, pop in and say uh, you can also go buy Seth's stuff at uh, sethboyer.bandcamp.com. Absolutely. Um, if you haven't heard Get Wrecked, uh, it's an album I absolutely adore that Seth made a few years back. Um, oh, my God, that was... Oh, no, I've gotten old. That's 2015. <laughs> uh, anyway, Seth's stuff is awesome. Yeah. Uh, check them out. Uh, I, really, I really adore them. And uh, to play us out... 
uh, the final time. Uh, here is the wonderful Columbus theme by Seth Boyer. 